0: W N S T Towson, Baltimore and Baltimore positive. We're positively into March spring training, March madness, and the true madness, which is, what's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. Dennis Colazzo's joins us now. He will be discussing all of these things and more. It's a lacrosse season as well in his world on Thursday from three until five and the Sunday sports voice. And of course, uh, you can find him out at D Colazzo's show as well. And you'll hear it on Sunday morning as well. But we get together here usually early in the week or talking about things and we have no football now, right? Like The Angelo's family doesn't put the baseball games on. So we can't even see these young guys play. And we're watching the Terps. But this Lamar Jackson story is bigger than the Orioles, the Terps, bigger than the Ravens. It's really like it's an ESPN story now, right? Like it's it's the hot take topic for sports fans everywhere in regard to how the Ravens are going to handle this. It's weirdly become sort of the epicenter of the offseason in a lot of ways.
1: Uh, no question about it, Nestor. It affects not just the Baltimore Ravens, but the entire league, the entire NFL, whether you're talking about free agency, the NFL draft, the combine. there's six to ten teams that could potentially uh, bid for Lamar Jackson's uh, services. So that would certainly cause a domino effect in terms of you know, who are all these teams looking at in free agency as well as the draft. Case in point of the Ravens, the Ravens have to be ready to draft five players to perhaps uh, trade back, trade, trade up, uh, not trade at all. Stand still, or they can have a plethora of picks if they do, in fact, move away from Lamar Jackson in the tag and trade scenario. So, all these things have to be addressed. So, uh, the domino effect uh, that Lamar Jackson's stalemate with the Ravens has had throughout the league, uh, Nestor, is just very, very, very important.
0: You know, all these years later, it's been 15 years now, I saw Chad Henney play football, play playoff football last month, right? Literally, right? And I I thought about the way the Ravens played the game with Flacco the first time around. And I thought about how they played the game the second time around when they were done with Flacco, they were done with him for whatever price age, break it, whatever feels to me. And it feels to you. And we're the only two guys, maybe lock and four is on this, but I don't know what the hell he believes these days, but I don't, we're the only ones really, really pretty convinced he's gone. Like we, we are. And if, we're convinced he's gone. And I'm talking to Luke about uh, Taylor Haneke or Derek Carr, who apparently the Jets are in love with now, or, you know, it depends on which week between now and the draft. We have the combine this week, owners meetings, offseason, Herbert, um, Burrow, uh, Hertz. I mean, any of those guys could sign a deal any day, right? But we're talking about all this, but this would be where the Ravens' combine week would fall in love with somebody they can get at 16 or 12 or 18. They fell in love with Lamar Jackson at 32, and they've made it work for five years, and they haven't paid him a lot of money, and they've won a lot of games. And I I think they're done with him. I think there's a long list of reasons why I think they're done with him, same as you. So if they're done with him, this will be as important a week as there is, because whoever that quarterback they've been out there looking at and saying, well, if we deal Lamar, we got to get that guy. And maybe we'll suck next year. Maybe we'll win seven or eight games. Maybe we'll disappoint Calais Campbell and Marlon Humphrey, who are convinced Lamar's coming back, right, somehow. Um, But this would be a week during the Underwear Olympics where whomever their scouts liked in the season, they've known they have a quarterback issue. This isn't new. It hasn't just gotten dropped on their lap. And whatever was scrimmaged in Jupiter between Steve Bashotti, Eric DaCosta, the the brass, I guess Chad Steele was there too. That'd be interesting. Uh, Kevin Byrne used to go sometimes. Um, so I would say for, for me, that quarterback this week, this is a really important week for the Ravens. And whoever their next quarterback's going to be, whether it's Derek Carr, veteran guy, whatever, even if they took a veteran guy, if they fall in love with a Joe Flacco, not a Chad Henne, but couldn't get a Matt Ryan, or if they don't like a C.J. Stroud, but they maybe fall like I, I don't know what guy they like, but whatever guy they like, and say we can build around that guy. Hey, five years ago they fell in love with this kid from Louisville. Nobody else wanted.
1: Well, let's keep in mind too that Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator here, uh, won back-to-back national championships with a guy by the name of Stetson Bennett, and. Looking at Bennett's draft reports, he can go as high as the fourth round, and he could also go undrafted depending on what he does this week at the combine. Uh, he's lurking in the, in the background. I think the sad thing for me, and that's is I would love to see what Lamar Jackson would do in the Todd Munkin offense. Still an outside shot that could happen. Lamar Jackson does not have to sign the tag, right? They, they put a tag contract in front of him. He can just say, I'm not signing it. He can just show up September the 1st before – the league start finding him game checks, and he can still very much play or sit out on the one-year deal. Lots of things have to be discussed. I don't think the Ravens want to do the that. The Ravens well, will they, not be a party to that, right? They don't want to do that, but what are their options, though? If they tag him and he's refused to sign the tag, what options would they have, Ness? I mean, they, 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 get, they would get somebody to play quarterback for them, right? And you would just have this guy – on the
0: books, I guess, or or not, I don't know well, how. Well, that's that would the work. Le'Veon Bell plan, right? Like, I it didn't I work don't out what... too well
1: for Le'Veon, Le'Veon, though, did it?
0: Well, I hey, it hasn't worked out well for a couple of guys that have sort of yeah. swum against the water, against you know. You're um... Still a year older, I,
1: I get you don't have you don't get the wear and tear on your body, but you're still a year older. You're not fighting. You're not going to win against Father Time.
0: Well, Ray Rice never played again, right? Ray Rice never played again. Oh, and and here, Kaepernick the other thing never is, took a snap again. Here's the other the thing that's,
1: that somebody told me uh, asked me yesterday. They said, how's Lamar's knee? We don't know. We don't know. Has the knee healed? Has it begun to heal? Will he be ready come September the 1st? Will he be ready for, for training camp or OTAs? Regardless of who he's playing for, what,
0: what's the status? What's the update on his knee? And, and how notion- do you negotiate all this without an agent? <laughs> like I started thinking about Deshaun Watson last year. And I talked to Luke about this earlier. You can check it out at Baltimore Positive. And, and I said... This time last year, Deshaun Watson's trying to stay out of jail. He's got 30 women chasing him around. He's got lawyers from them chasing him around. He's trying to stay fit enough to play quarterback. He's trying to get a deal. The Texans are trying to sanitize themselves and get rid of him and get as much back as they can get. They don't give a rat's patoot how much money he gets. And then the, the phone starts burning up. And all of a sudden, the Texans are like, Holy hell, this guy's a serial rapist, and four teams are like willing to give up three drafts to us for him and pay him? Well, which one's really going to pay him? All this got handled by some cat in a tie that's an agent that has a team of people. And I've seen these teams of Team Rosenhaus. I mean, Mm -hmm. Dennis, I begged you to go to the Combine all the years before they threw me out. So shame on both of us for not doing it. Not really shame on you because it's really cold and awful there. You really don't want to go to Indianapolis, but you know what I mean. But I would go out there and see the organizations that these agents have put together. Jeff Morad, Lee Steinberg. You know, these guys just don't collect their 5% of Patrick Mahomes' deal and Mm -hmm. put it in their pocket and hang out. I mean, they have real people that do real work. And when it comes to this part of a negotiation and all of it, whether it's Lamar's knee, we need to get we need to get a physical. How much money? What are the guarantees? We don't even know the young man. Can we meet the young man? Daniel Snyder would want to send the helicopter and bring him down to Potomac and sit him in the den and sit there and talk to him for 10 hours before you give him $250 million, right? Like, I can't believe that the Browns gave Deshaun Watson $250 million without meeting him. Like it the, the crazy stuff. So all of this, it was orchestrated feverishly last year between The Texans, all of their Eric DaCostas and representatives and legal people, all of the Browns people, all the Falcons people, all the Panthers people, all the Saints people, and then all of Deshaun Watson's team that got him $232 million guaranteed money. There was a ton of activity. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of secretaries. It's a lot of appointments. It's a lot of phones. It's a lot of Zoom. It's a lot of legal. It's a lot of capologists. It's the owner. It's the owner's wife. In Cleveland, right? How is that going to happen here, Dennis? And to your point, you're like, ah, oh, maybe eight or ten teams. So you're going to now multiply that for the I suitors for Lamar. I, I am.
1: I really am. And who and... gets to
0: talk to Lamar? Lamar's mother? I mean, who's who's talking to the Falcons about money? Like, who's doing that on behalf of Lamar? Uh, look, he's got people in his camp. We don't know who his, his people are besides
1: his mother. The, the NFL Players Association certainly has their own leaks. They contacted allegedly Stephen A. Smith and told him that Lamar Jackson's campus never demanded a fully guaranteed contract. Well, that's just that's just wordplay. Let's say he asked for three hundred million with two hundred fifty of it guaranteed. Okay, so it, it's more guaranteed <laughs> money than, than Deshaun Watson has. So what? It's all semantics. It's all wordplay. It doesn't matter. It's all noise, and it's going to remain noise, and deafening noise until somebody blinks. Until somebody. Does something which will be the Baltimore Ravens by p- placing the exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. I do not believe they're going to use the non-exclusive tag on them. They'll put the exclusive tag on them, then then they'll wait for the phone to ring, whether it rings one time or eight times, and it only has to ring once. Uh, teams will bid against uh, themselves for sure. We I think we saw the the Browns do that, and now they have a 55 million dollar cap hit for the next four years in a division where they have to play the Ravens, the Steelers, and the
0: Bengals twice every year but will they be playing the ravens with lamar jackson or Derek carr or stetson bennett or might be baker baker we may see
1: baker mayfield in baltimore a lot of things could happen this thing with with todd munkin as your uh, offensive coordinator now a lot of things could happen this thing could go in multiple directions all
0: right so what would what would make lamar come how would lamar stay here i got i we've gone the other direction you and i have been we're yeah. Too negative, you know, the car dealer out security and loud math, whatever they're negative <laughs> on, on Lamar.
1: Um, I love Lamar Jackson, you know that
0: I know you do,
1: and but I'm also a businessman, and it, I wouldn't guarantee any player a full contract, I don't care who it is. It handicaps your team. If Lamar Jackson gets 250 guaranteed, he blows out a knee next year and never plays again, guess what? The team's not going to win for the next four or five years. It's as simple as that. That's why you can't do it, Ness.
0: It's not the business thing to do. Okay, so what what's going to happen in your mind? I asked Luke, and Luke's like, "I, I know it gets clicks to say you know what's going to happen." Luke's like, "I have no idea." Only thing I feel like I'm I'm pretty sure of is that the Ravens are done with him, and that that and I don't know that he's not done with the Ravens either. I don't know enough about oh, that, but I him agree. not waving a towel on the sideline during a playoff game, like yeah. I think. He, in his mind, is like, they don't love me enough. I think this is a very happy divorce on both sides, if I am guessing about this. Lamar kind of doesn't trust them, and they kind of don't trust Lamar on Twitter for three and a half hours saying outlandish stuff that only his girlfriend could talk about. I just don't think they want to be in business with him anymore. And, And because of that, I believe there will be an outcome. Now, what happens between now and then, and I said this to Luke, because Dakosta and Harbaugh are going to take the podium again this week. And, I mean, the last time Harbaugh got here, Lamar was picking the offensive coordinators. Let's see what fudge he can come up with this time, right? (laughs) So... But with, with the cost of sweating bullets and lying is, you know, just lying, just sitting there like a really poor Kenny Rogers gambler at the poker table, lying. And so obviously scribbling and sweating and not no eye yeah. contact. All of the tells I me mean, the cost be a terrible poker player, but they're going to have to do that again. And the most important thing, and I, I think it's been six weeks since I said this to you, and I know you agree, is the most important thing they can do is talk about what a great young man Lamar is and what a hard worker he is and what how how they're looking forward to having him back and they can't wait for him to get together. Like, all of this selling it down the river that he's coming back.
1: Yeah, but that's exactly what they've done. They've been quiet. There's been no nothing coming out of their Ravens camp except what you just said. They, they love him. They want him back. If they'd like to see him sign a contract, but the Casa did say it takes two to tango, and my belief is if Lamar Jackson wants to be in Baltimore, he'll make it happen. Do I see it coming together? perhaps maybe a four-year deal uh, that would get his attention maybe with a higher uh, guarantee but if he wants to be in baltimore nester he'll be in baltimore and as you and i've talked at nauseum, all indications are he does not want to be in baltimore so they will just like any player who doesn't want to be in baltimore they will move him out at, at what the tells you he priority. doesn't
0: want to be in baltimore what tells you that that he's done
1: well i i think him not traveling to cincinnati to wave the towel for his team was telling I think they were shocked he never came back after his injury against the Broncos. I think uh, him giving out his own injury report to tell fans, "Hey, I'm not making this up. Uh, I'm really injured." I think the back and forth with that fan and the and the vulgar language he used uh, was a big setback in a very image conscious to a very image conscious organization. I think all those things are huge to the Ravens and they factor in, and that's why I don't think he's coming
0: back. Dennis Colazzo speaking uh, his truth. he will be doing that on Thursday from three until five, as well as over Coons, Baltimore, Ford. we We're making deals. I got to tell you, I drove. You know, my my daughter-in-law got a, got a, a car from you, and I, I actually had to drive it. Let me let me just say this: Can I make a public service announcement? Because I know Absolutely. you travel internationally sometimes. Sure. Never, ever, ever. And your car dealer, you should know this. Never, ever put your car keys in the ba- check bag because if you don't get your check bag you don't get your car. So the reason I was driving my Coon's Ford, my family vehicle from your dealership my daughter-in-law cuz I didn't have a car the other night cuz I trapped myself and my car keys were in Chicago. So no. but it was kind of like something out of the blues brothers, you know what I mean? Uh so um it happened but- Give me a little update on the dealership and, and what's going on, because we're getting into spring, President's Day, all that. Um, my wife's been dog sledding in northern New Hampshire, four-wheel drive and all that. So I think her vision's a four-wheel drive now that we're in, like, March. She's thinking, well, maybe next year for that part. But wh- <laughs> where are you with vehicles right now? And, and what's the... I don't want to say what's the best way to. I mean, obviously, I want people to go to you, but is it internet call? Come in. How do people do it these yeah, days? Yeah, well,
1: you know, we're we're almost back to pre-pandemic conditions in the sense that we have lots of inventory. We we have close to 300 new vehicles on the stock and over 200 pre-owned vehicles. So it's it's back to the pre pandemic conditions in terms of availability and pricing and things of that
0: nature. So did you um, think that that might ne- never come back? Cause I mean, you and I traveled enough to know, like yeah. when you go to buy a car in San Francisco, the showrooms like in the corner of a place that looks like Looney's pub in Canton. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hey, that, that there would, that the showroom would be different or the lot would be different. The fact that it's come back, I I'm, I'm interested in that because that had to freak you out to look out on that lot for a year and a half and not see cars, right?
1: Yeah, when you have thirty acres versus, you know, one or two, it, it does make a difference. And when, when you see a barren thirty acre lot versus a lot a lot of a lot of dealerships just don't have the, the the square footage that we do. So we're very blessed in that sense. A lot of dealerships have off site lots, but uh here at Ford, Baltimore we have we have thirty acres right now we're almost we're almost at capacity.
0: So the difference, the real difference – and this is for my wife, right, who's old and who didn't want to order a car off the internet and needed to drive it. And I told you about the the great lady up in Oakland, Maryland that did a half-an-hour presentation for my wife. She should come work for you, right? But <laughs> but my wife would totally prefer – and let me say something to you about it because I'll help you sell cars right now because this is important. I'm in my daughter-in-law's car, and I got in, and she's got – I don't know the name of the car. It's Cmax, Square... C-Max, I remember.
1: It's a C-Max. C-Max. It's, One it's... of my th- – one of my favorite cars. Absolutely.
0: It, it, first off, when I went to steal it the other day in Dundalk, in the middle of the night, when I banged on the door and hoped that the cops didn't come and was happy my kid doesn't have a gun, Um, it had this blue gas pump in it, like out in front, right? And I'm like, my son, middle of the night, give me the keys. Just take it, that shirt off. This is my kid, right? And I'm like... It's got a blue gas pump. What do I? I don't know how to do that. He's like, oh, hold on. He comes out, shirt off, takes the the gas pump out of the thing, and I, and then I go to and, and I go to start it. And this was the truth, right? I started it five times because you don't hear it start, right? The and I've the had hy- a hybrid, like I've rented yeah. on the road or whatever, but I forget like how quiet they are. And this, give me the name. The C, uh,
1: it's C-Max. C Max. C Max.
0: It has a huge windshield. And the you sit car. up high. I yep. felt like a cab driver in London, like I was in a carriage. You know, I felt, you know. And I'm like, sort of like this. I told her that after driving. Now we drove it to Essex Beach Peach John's. Oh. But I, I sort of liked it. And I said, you can see really well out of it. And now you tell me you like it, too. I, I oh, liked it after it. driving. I thought to myself, if this is inexpensive and less on gas, and, blah, 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 you know, I would drive this. I would look cool in this car.
1: Yeah, it was one of my favorite demonstrators and, and I, I really love taking it to Ravens game. Very easy to park, forty-five miles to the gallon, which they're not to like. Uh they don't make that car anymore. Uh it's one of the vehicles I wish Ford would have kept around. So I have to steal my daughter-in-law's now? You have to steal it, yeah. But it's a great, great. Well, car. you know, I, would, I last I, them another fifteen years. It's I would a think the pandemic
0: car. changed all sorts of things, right? It did. Well, oh, Dennis, yeah. I, I'm glad we talked about it because I did want to tell you about it because like the the idea that my wife was gonna buy a car on on mail order, that's just not she needs to get it and drive it. So yeah, now so, you have to yeah, Some
1: people do that, but yeah, most most people want to touch feel uh drive the car, which and we have plenty of inventory of every model where our customers can certainly do that. Yeah. I, nice. I like it too, I enjoy it. Uh, we, we want instant gratification, we want our vehicles right now and look, some folks can wait to have sex and a secondary vehicle, but most people don't, so we have enough inventory to accommodate our public.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna borrow my daughter-in-law's car more often. <laughs> it's fun Venice to drive. You so should. She- <laughs> it was fun. I had a good time driving her. I yeah. I really saw the road well, and like that's just different. Great I car. rent cars all the time, and I had a I had a um uh, uh an SUV down in in Florida for a day or two, so I get different cars, and I I, I like them all. Gets me from A to B. I'm very pragmatic about it, but I did like it. So nonetheless, yeah. Dennis. Vi- um, last thing for you. Have, have you noticed baseball? Are you turping oh, a little bit? I mean, um, the Terps yes. have
1: been fun. The, the Terps have been a lot of fun. I watched, uh, I watched their victory against Purdue in college park. I watched the game the other day. I mean, they're undefeated at home. Kevin Willard has done a phenomenal job. So I've been watching turps basketball, Terps lacrosse, lacrosse season. i uh, love to see, as you said, some more, uh, Orioles baseball, but unfortunately uh, the, uh, the home, uh, the home, the home team's owners have, uh, uh, in their wisdom given us, I, I believe five games to take a look at, which is insane.
0: Somebody wrote the other day, you know, just the day it started, I, I land, it's probably when I was stuck in Chicago. Um, I was checking things out and somebody was, you know, a, a, a big fan of the team wrote a little thing about spring training and not having the games. I wish I could see the games. And I, and I wrote, and I, I don't mean to be a jerk. I mean, my walkout was 17 years ago. Now, 17 mm. years later, 17 years later. And this is still what they think of, of not you and me, but them, us, the great unwashed, the, the fans, they only deserve five years. The, the whole premise of the organization when they stunk was always pitching the younger kids This is the only time that they play until unless they go to Bowie or Aberdeen for five minutes or go down to Norfolk or, you know, whatever. Right. And I wrote just one sentence and I I don't have any jerk left in me when it comes to Angelos. Like, right. Like it. The war's over, as they'd say, in regard to him. I I do care about what happens next and these kids. and But Mm -hmm. I said. Incompetence never takes a day off never there's never a day where i've seen incompetent people go on this streak for a while where like oh they they, they they've cha- they've changed their ways they're I, I mean especially the john angelos like sitting down with the fm radio station when your flagships be like just crazy things going on and but this stands among all of it because john always fancied himself the massing guy, right? John was always on the massing side and understanding digital. Oh, they were always last in class. They were last to get HD. They Mm -hmm. still don't stream their games. They're the only team that doesn't do that. They're still fighting with it. But these are just simple, simple things. Like, Dennis, if you, you and Mr. Coons bought the team and you got together with me, the first thing you'd say is, we gotta put the spring training games on TV. We gotta sell tickets. This is how Absolutely. this is yeah. how we sell tickets. This is the album, and then they come and see the tour in April. Give the you, album, do you... and then they'll they'll. I it's... do you think? Do you think
1: there's a chance that the Orioles fan base would love to see all these number one draft picks they have playing together? Do you think this this fan base would like to see what the future looks like? You know, I love to see Jackson Holiday. Love, all these all these number one picks that they have, Grayson Rodriguez, love to see all these guys playing right now. And maybe you know I'm gonna buy more tickets than a thirteen pack I bought for the season.
0: Oh, you bought thirteen? What? I did. I did. Hmm. Am I gonna be the guy that goes with you that day at four thirty when you can't find anybody else to go with you? Absolutely. Or do you think people are gonna really wanna go?
1: I think people wanna wanna go. They should have a better year than last year. I mean, do what do they win eighty seven games, ninety games, ninety two games? And people will come out to watch a winner. They will. Supported winner. And they're on the rise. You know, Bite with the organization
0: you know how much i love luke and i know how much you love luke you're gonna have luke on your show thursday he said to me when i got into the baseball part of our conversation this week they could have done more they should have done more now just take that sentence put any they in there whether it's coons ford Dennis, your salesperson, Mr. Coons, in your business or in my business, for me, the guest, that segment could have been better. I could have done more in that segment. I could have done more for my clients. I could have done more reading ads. I, mm. I could have given more truth. I could have worked harder to go to the Super Bowl, to, go to, the, to do the things that I do. The fact that you could say that, that somebody like Luke, who's a very down and really wants them to do well. You he know what I mean he loves the Orioles. He understands their warts and all. He's invested a lot more over the last 17 years than I have in the baseball team. But when his feeling is they could have done more, they should have done more, that is just such a like I don't want to use the word crappy. I want to use the word the the Essex word for the Dundalk word for that and say that is a crappy crappy sentiment for any walk of life to say mm. my wife, my son, my church, my friend, my they could have done more. They should have done more. They just didn't. They were. They just didn't. Well, I, the- that, that's that's just such an insult. If anybody said to me, "I could have done more and I should have done more," I, I would be joy. That's a that's a punch in the mouth, is to me. How about the
1: Padres? Right, they just extended M- Manny Machado. Eleven years, three hundred fifty million. You think they done more? You think their fan base is happy with the organization? They're trying to win with Manny. Former Oriole Manny Machado.
0: Well, uh, it's really just, it's also weird to me because you mentioned Jackson Holiday and all these number ones. They're bragging about their number one overall picks. And I'm thinking to myself, the reason you have number one overall picks is because you let Manny Machado walk away and the old man gave money to Chris Davis. And then you guys just sort of stopped caring for a while. You blew it up. Like, and and it needed to be blown up and everybody adored you for blowing it up. But like, The fact that you ever have to blow it up, if Mr. Coons has to blow up Coons Ford, or if my ownership group has to blow up WNSD, it doesn't speak well for whatever you've been doing.
1: Yeah, I agree. You
0: know, I mean, like, literally. Um, all right, well, we'll see you on Thursday from 3 until 5 and again on Sunday mornings. Uh, as always, having breakfast uh, with Dennis Coons, Baltimore Ford. Um. You'll never say that about me, and I'll never say that about you. We could have done more. We should have done more. We're doing plenty. We're out there. We're hanging out, talking a lot of football, getting ready for Lamar. Uh, obviously, lacrosse season and all that. Uh, Terps going to win a couple games, March Madness. They're going to make this fun, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. We'll all be tuning in for sure. Everybody loves the Terps.
0: Maryland, we're all behind. I'm relearning the songs, man. Absolutely. Hey, it's Dennis Colazzos. I am Nestor. We are WNSD AM 1570. Towson, Baltimore. And we never stop talking. Baltimore positive.